one. Looking at uh, step six, the Red Army's occupation of Eastern Europe, 1945 to 47. So the uh, Soviet Union came to control various parts of Eastern Europe, uh, and they were setting up this satellite empire. Uh, so if you're kind of following along in the notes, you can see uh, in Europe, you can see the little map that I have there that kind of shows uh, countries like Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, uh, the Ukraine, Romania, all these countries by 1948 are, are controlled or some, somehow connected to the Soviet Union through uh, their government and, uh, or their economy through that, the, the Comicon that we talked about earlier. A um, couple ways they did this, well, once again, Soviet military power, salami tactics, taking one piece at a time. Um, and once again, the, the, uh, the Comic-Con was a huge factor because a lot of these countries were just trying to recover from World War II. They needed support, and the Soviet Union was there to offer their help and uh, tie their, their economy to these other areas, set up these free trade agreements. So that was going to help um, these, these countries that were in need. So um, one big thing that happened was another article was written by our buddy George Keenan. Uh, this is known as the Mr. X article. Uh, and basically in it, he kind of warns that the U.S. Poly policy towards the Soviet Union must be that of a long-term, patient, but firm and vigilant containment of Soviet expansion policy. So what he's saying is that the Soviet Union is not our friend. Uh, they are an enemy that uh, we should be leery of the things that they are doing. Um, they're trying to expand communism. They're trying to take over other countries in Europe and possibly the rest of the world. Um, and we have to basically meet every type of aggressive movement that they make uh, with force. And we gotta we gotta be strong. Uh, and we can't back down. So we already talked about this a little bit, but step seven: the Czechoslovakian coup that occurred in 1948. Uh, Czechoslovakia ex expressed. You know, interest in, in possibly receiving aid from the Marshall Plan, um, because once again they they were taken over by the Nazis and they were war torn. Their country was ravaged. Their economy was was slowed down because of everything that was happening with World War II. Um, and if Czechoslovakia turned to the West, that that kind of worried Stalin. So um, he he basically put some feelers out there trying to get Czechoslovakia to. You know, join uh, the Soviet Union, join, uh, you know, be, be, get connected to the Soviet Union. Um, a lot of people in the West, they, they felt uh, sorry for what happened with Czechoslovakia during the uh, Munich conference. They feel like uh, they had betrayed Czechoslovakia. They abandoned them during, during their time of need. Uh, once again, if you don't recall the, the Munich conference, but uh, basically it was agreed by France and uh, Britain that they would allow uh, Hitler to go in and take the Sudetenland and they wouldn't interfere and then he ended up taking all of Czechoslovakia so uh, Stalin once again wanted to try and create a new communist government in Czechoslovakia so he organized and put pressure on the Czech government um, which was a coalition government there were 12 non-communist members that were basically kind of forced out uh, and then this gave the majority to uh, the communists within their, the, the Czech government and the communist party leader demanded that they lead 
or create a communist-led government in the Soviet Union or in uh, Czechoslovakia. Lots of pressure from Moscow, threats uh, that the arms, that the armies of uh, the Soviet Union and surrounding areas that had already uh, turned to communism were actually going to interfere and they were going to invade Czechoslovakia. So Czechoslovakia in a tough spot. They didn't feel like they had the support from the U.S. or from the West, and they felt like you know, they, had, they were going to be abandoned again, and they were going to be left alone, and they were going to be really kind of screwed over there. So uh, they ended up falling towards communism. Um, two, two weeks later, after they had kind of agreed to um, basically become a communist country, uh, their foreign minister, Jan Morazic, was found dead. Uh, there's some pretty suspicious uh, circumstances. So Morazic was actually you know, found outside of his like fourth-story window. Um, he had uh, looked like fallen to his death. Many people believe that he committed suicide. Uh, but uh, the way that he fell, you can kind of suspect that he was actually pushed out the window because he landed so far away from where his window was, um, it, it kind of showed that he, that he was actually pushed out or he was suicided, you could say. So Truman's response uh, to what was going on in Czechoslovakia, once again, he responded very, very quickly. He called the events in uh, Czechoslovakia a coup, uh, said that Soviet application of force had sent shockwaves through the rest of the world. Um, and one good thing about this was that the funding for the Marshall Plan that had yet to be approved by the U.S. Congress was now quickly approved because, you know, they were seeing what Keenan had, worried, had warned about, what uh, Churchill had warned about in his Iron Curtain speech. And uh, the whole hesitation over the $17 billion, that's a lot of money he sent to other, other European countries, uh, that was all gone. Uh, so Truman kind of used the events in Czechoslovakia, Czechoslovakia to help kind of push that bill through Congress and get that done. Let's talk about uh, the Berlin crisis that occurs. Um, so Germany was divided into four different zones um, after World War II. And when that was one of the things that they came out of the whole um, wartime conferences. What, what to do with Germany? Because they wanted to make sure that Germany was going to be weak after World War II to prevent you know, them gaining power again and in a couple of years maybe trying to start World War III. So in uh, Germany, once again, it's divided into to four separate areas. Uh, Britain got a portion, the U.S. got a portion, uh, France got a portion, and the last portion was given to the Soviet Union. Now, besides Germany getting divided, Berlin, the city of Berlin, the capital of Germany, was also divided uh, very much the same way in between those four, those four countries. Um, and the thought was that eventually they're going to unify Germany again. They're, they're going to bring it back and make it you know, one German country again. But this didn't happen for a long time. So why did the, the Allies fail to unify Germany? Well, number one was Germany's strategic position. Where it was located, there's a ton of valuable resources that made Germany really important and valuable to all of the countries. 
Um, also, it was, a, it was a major way to block, at least for the United States, the spread of communism. Germany was a major country, um, and if that had fallen to communism, there would be uh, there was a you know, there was a huge power that would be uh, in kind of in bed with the Soviet Union. Uh, so so the U.S. and the other Western capitalist countries were not interested in, in allowing Germany to fall to communism. So they kind of end up keeping that divide so for a long time at least when i was growing up when i was younger there were two germanys there was an east germany communist and a west germany which was a capitalist democratic country and uh second reason why the the allies kind of uh, failed to unify germany after world war ii was the the different aims of the main powers so soviet union they wanted reparations they wanted land france they feared germany uh they didn't want to help rebuild Germany. They didn't want to make Germany strong again uh, because they had been invaded uh, a couple times now uh, by Germany. Franco-Prussian War, then invaded and, and defeated by Germany in 1870. Then World War One. we know what happened there, and now World War II. Um, so once again, France had, had no desire to help uh, Germany build. Uh, U.S. wanted to provide aid to prevent the spread of communism and, and help other war-torn countries in Europe. So they're all about trying to help Germany and kind of get them uh, sided with the West. And the U.K., well, they were uh, broke. And uh, they really didn't have much to say, but they just kind of went along with whatever the U.S. wanted. So there was also increasing uh, distrust between the East and West as the Cold War developed. Both sides, both the Soviet Union and the U.S. feared that a powerful Germany could be a threat to whatever country or whatever force that it, it sided with. So um, there, was, there was a lot of fear that uh, once again, if this fell, in, this country fell into the wrong hands, whether it be uh, the U.S., uh, the Democratic West, or the Communist East, that would be a problem. So what was this whole Berlin crisis thing? Uh, well. The London Conference uh, that was held in 1948, the U.S., the U.K., and France, they dropped this new constitution for the areas that they control in what would later become West Germany. Um, and once again, this is outside of the Soviet Union. This is these three Western democratic countries that are uh, going to set up this constitution to create a new country called West Germany. Uh, they also agreed to create a new currency for uh, this new West German country uh, so that uh, the East German side, which was controlled by the Soviet Union or kind of a puppet government that was created by the Soviet Union, would uh, not be able to benefit from the, the strength of this Western German country. So Stalin's idea was to set up this blockade of Berlin because remember, Berlin is also divided and where Berlin is located, it's located in the middle of the Soviet Union section of East Germany. So any type of supplies and things like that were basically driven through and dropped off into the uh, western side of Berlin uh, during during the Cold War. Um, but Stalin was all upset about this and this creation of this new western German state, so he decided to set up a blockade. He was going to block the uh, movement of, of goods and supplies and aid uh, into East Germany 
that would then reach West Berlin. So this became the first crisis of the Cold War. Um, now, it kind of backfired on Stalin a little bit um, because, okay, the West said that we, we can't drive through because of this blockade. Well, how are we going to get the supplies there? Well, we'll fly it in. So that's, that's what they did. They airlifted supplies into West Berlin. And uh, once again, they're flying over this communist German, uh, East German area. Um, why didn't Stalin take a shot? Why didn't he go after um, these, these planes the, that were providing aid? Well, for a couple of reasons. One, he knew that if anything happened to these planes, that it would be an act of war, and then it, World War III would start. Soviet Union was nowhere near ready to fight a war again. Uh, they were pretty devastated with World War II and what happened uh, in Battle of Moscow, Stalingrad, and all that stuff. So they were not looking forward to uh, trying to start any, a war anytime soon. And uh, that kind of showed the world uh, that uh, you know, Stalin wasn't willing to kind of step up and uh, kind of go after or that Stalin was going to kind of back down uh, if he was faced with any, you know, problems with uh, the United States and other Western democratic countries. So the results of the Berlin blockade is, number one, that division of Germany was going to be permanent, that uh, Germany was going to be split uh, for a long time. Uh, I believe it was 1991 when uh, they finally end up reunifying Germany. Uh, besides that, uh, not only would Germany itself be split into two countries, but you'd also have the continuation of the four-power control in Berlin. And obviously, what divided Berlin? Uh, well, it was the Berlin Wall that, uh, over time, uh, at first kind of started out with just, uh, you know, a little barrier, some uh, barbed wire, some guards. And eventually, as more and more people from East Berlin tried to get into West Berlin, uh, they had to end up, you know, building a wall and, and creating greater security measures to prevent people from uh, basically leaving uh, West, uh, sorry, East Berlin into West Berlin. Um, another thing that happened was a uh, result of the Berlin blockade was the formation of NATO. NATO is the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. So this was a, uh, a pact between 11 Western countries. Now, this was important because it basically created this huge alliance between these 11 Western countries. And there was an article within the agreement uh, Article 5 that stated that a military attack against any member country would be considered an attack against them all. So if for some reason the Soviet Union decided to attack one of these countries, well, once again, the U.S. is going to get involved, Britain's going to get involved, and any other country that is in that, that, that pact would uh, basically go to war against the Soviet Union. Um, 1954, West Germany ends up joining NATO. And so the Soviet Union now has an armed Germany on their borders. They don't like that. So once again, a lot of this during the Cold War is kind of copycat. Soviet Union's response to NATO, and uh, right after uh, West Germany joined NATO, Soviet Union announced the formation of the Warsaw Pact. 
which is basically the exact same thing. Um, countries that belonged or joined the Warsaw Pact, um, they all kind of owed their allegiance to the Soviet Union, and it brought all of Eastern Europe under one single military command. So Stalin had control of not only the military in the Soviet Union, but he also had the control of the military in communist Poland, in communist Romania, in communist Bulgaria, in communist East Germany. So this gave Stalin and it gave the Soviet Union a lot of power. And so basically you have this wall, no pun intended, that is created between the East and the West and it's basically divided between East and West Germany. And that's where we'll stop. So um, next time we'll be talking about uh, the, uh, how the Cold War goes global. We're looking at the, uh, the Korean War. Stay safe and uh, have a good one. If you have any questions, please uh, contact me, either email or through uh, the Remind 101. I uh, hope everybody's having a good time. Uh, hopefully you're catching up on all your Netflix and all that stuff. Um, miss you guys. Take it easy.